This is Wednesday, October 10th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 122 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw on the line with you as we get set to talk about, of course, <clears throat> the uh, world, of course, uh, as we always do, the world, as, and of course, outside our, our realm of our wrestling discussion, of course, we'll give you the latest stories courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Also here with me right now at this time, ladies and gentlemen, 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, the Iceman himself, uh, of course, part of the our news tag team, King Ice. Of course, it is. The Iceman, of course, known as JD here. Of course, Jared D. is here with me. Uh, hopefully, we'll have we'll be joined by uh, another uh, Raw Radio broad, uh, broadcaster here short momentarily in the form of the human suppressed machine, John Gross. Well, let's welcome JD into episode 122 of OTR. JD, good to have you here this evening. And I'm sure he is glad to be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, we'll be talking about uh, some stories making the rounds. Of course, at 411mania.com. Plus, also JD will have some, will have stories, of course, coming in uh, through uh, for some sports updates as well as, of course, the box office report coming up here momentarily. And also, of course. We'll be, like I said, joined here momentarily by the human surface machine, John Gross. Uh, we'll also have a little bit of fun here uh, for the remainder of our show here this evening. To care to join us, uh, join us here this evening and listen in on what we talk about here tonight, call here 1-605-562-0444. Once again, 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on everything that we do talk about here this evening on OTR number 122. So let's go ahead and get things going here with some stories here, making the rounds here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com, which we do. We, we do, of course, thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network to read their stories on all of our shows here in the radio network. Of course, including Outside the Ropes, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Power Hour, and others, indeed. Let's go ahead and begin with, begin with this story here, right here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris brings us the first story here tonight. As the main, ca- main cast has been announced for, a, for another Netflix uh, series or uh, a series or TV show. Um, of course, called The Witcher. Oh, excuse me, there. Hold on one second. My, my apologies. I accidentally hit something there that I shouldn't have. Let me get there. You go. Okay, now we're back. Previously, of course, Henry Cavill, of course, best known here recently as Superman, was cast in the central role of Geralt of Rivia for Sapowski's dark fantasy book series, The Witcher. Today, the rest of the central cast for the show, including the pivotal roles of Siri and Jennifer of Yengerberg, the Hollywood Reporter. 17-year-old Oxfordshire native Freya Allen, who was best it was in the War of the Worlds and Into the Badlands, will portray Cirilla Fiona Aileen Rhiannon. Well, that's a that's a long name, of course, best known to fans as Siri, the adopted daughter of Gerald. Anna Jarota, the ABC, who was from the ABC Murders and Wanderlust, has been cast in the role of Yennefer, a sorceress in Gerald's longtime love. Jody May from Gang of, Gang of Thrones and Genius has been cast as Centris Queen 
and I'm, I'm trying to pronounce it the best way I can. The grandmother of Syria, as her husband is Bjorn, as the night iced. Adam Levy from Nightfall and Snatch has been cast as the druid Mouse Sack, Ermion to the fans of of the games. This was a might been based on a game, I guess. I'm not real sure. For the Lodge of Sorceresses, Mayanna Burring from Ripper Street will play Jennifer's mentor, Arutsa D. Tesaya. Burring also voiced the role of Anna Henrietta, Duchess of Toussaint, in The Witcher 3 expansion, Blood and Wine. Mimi Nidwin. Okay, forgive me. I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time pronouncing the names. Needy Weenie, Weenie, there you go, is for Ferngilla Vigo, and and uh, Therica Wilson Reed will play Sabrina Gilvesing. Another key role will be Millie Brady as the exiled Princess Renfrey. Fans will recognize the name from the short story The Lesser Evil. The Witcher is actually based on the book of the same name by Sapolsky. It later inspired a series of acclaimed games by CD Projekt Red, including the, including the award-winning seminal game title, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Lauren Schmidt Hisrek from Daredevil and the Defenders is serving as executive producer and showrunner for the series alongside executive producer Ilik Sakharov from House of Cards and Game of Thrones. Physical production on The Witcher is slated to start soon. Excuse me there, folks. Sorry about that. Uh, the show is expected to debut on Netflix later in 2019 with eight episodes for the first season. All eight episodes will be available on the streaming service at launch. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, it was it was posted on, uh, from N N at NX on Netflix on Twitter uh, today uh, about talking about, um, of course, the central characters and who was going to play these characters. And also, uh, at next posted on their Twitter account, uh, talked about the young lady who's going to be playing um, um, the character of Siri in this in this series as well. So um, there you have it right there, uh, based on of course a very acclaimed book and also some very neat video games. There's The Witcher. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, Henry Cavill, who we did hear at some point down the road, I think it's talking about he's pretty much done with the Superman character. I guess this is going to be his next project. Yeah, it's going to be very yeah, interesting, very to, see interesting to see what happens. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, so <clears throat> we'll have to definitely keep our eyes open for that. So like I said, for you fan, fans of Netflix, definitely check that out there as well. Uh, um, hmm. Let's see. Of course, as we all know, of course, Wayne the Rock Johnson has transitioned pretty well from, from of course, the world of wrestling to, of course, the world of movies and TV series. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brought us a story that came out yesterday, but I'll go ahead and read it here today. Apparently, he is slated to produce and star in a Another series called Rock will not slow down. I mean, haven't seen him this much this this much productive since, of course, the last time he wrestled. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, Dwayne the Rock star in, in Henry and the Statesman for Netflix announced the news on Tuesday. The film will be directed by Jake Three teams with Johnson after they work together on Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Johnson will produce productions, Danny Garcia, Hiram Garcia, and longtime collaborator of Flynn Picture Company. <clears throat> also, uh, Mark Jake Wheeler will executive produce. The film is described as a family action adventure film based on an original pitch 
from writer Wheeler, who will write the film. Johnson will star as around the world. Johnson said about the project, perfect partner and platform for us to continue entertaining our global audience in a disruptive way. These diverse characters speak to a legacy of storytelling that is more relevant than ever and span across a worldwide audience regardless of age, gender, race, or geography. Danny Garcia added, we have we have been committed to an international storytelling model for more than a decade. Our partnership with Netflix has given us an incredible opportunity to reach a broad and diverse audience in the most accessible and intimate manner. We are absolutely thrilled with the opportunity. Dwayne is a global superstar, inarguably one of the most popular actors in the world, said Scott Stuber, head of Netflix's film group. He and Jake are a tremendous duo with a proven track record of entertaining audiences worldwide. We're delighted to be able to collaborate with Seven Bucks Productions and FPC. This is a story with universal appeal, and we can't wait to bring these characters around the globe. See, I added, characters that present a needle-moving in our domestic and international audiences is priority for Seven Bucks Productions. Tom's brilliant concept aligns perfectly with our company's creative sensibilities. We are ecstatic to develop this shared universe populated by a vast library of American and international folk heroes. The possibilities are limitless. Over the past decade, Flynn Picture Company and Seven Bucks Productions have been focused on creating global event feature films to entertain a worldwide audience, and we have cultivated a direct relationship with our fans in the U.S. and overseas, says said Bo Flynn. So to be able to partner with Netflix and utilize their immediate reach to 190 countries is a game-changing opportunity for us to develop a brand-new franchise in John Henry and the States. This latest venture by The Rock there, J.D., what, what's your take on this? Let's see how he does this time. Let's see how he does I mean, this he did Skyscraper, which was a big hit, and he's done San Andreas and some other movies like Jumanji. Can he keep uh, making uh, more money? We'll have to wait and see what happens. And I'm going to bring you a coverage here before we turn things over here to JD, because of course he's got some big time stuff to talk about here. Of course, especially the sports world's been on fire here recently, folks. And JD's got some stuff to talk to you about here in just a minute, but we're going to bring a couple of small wrestling uh, that uh, we'll bring you now, and, we'll, and you'll probably hear those again a little bit later on here, of course, on uh, Revolution. <clears throat> some WWE news. You can't say the two W's real fast there, folks. You get tongue-tied. Uh, from Jeremy Thomas here, some WWE news. Eddie Guerrero matches are being added to Hidden Gems. Plus, also Trish Stratus on her WWE return. Uh, WWE is adding matches from Eddie Guerrero and other Hispanic stars to their hidden this week. WWE Network News reports is adding the following matches tomorrow. And uh, and uh, JD, listen to some of these matches. I think you will you might recall some of these. Listen to these very very carefully. From WWF at Madison Square Garden, August 1st, 1977, WWE Hall of Famers square off at the world's most famous arena when the unpredictable Johnny Rods battles Carlos Colon. Let's see what other matches we have here. Eve from 22nd before becoming an ECW and WWE mainstay as Super Loco against El Hijo de Santo in this bout from Super Astros. OVW from November 20th, 2002. Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero makes his presence felt in his one and only Ohio Valley. He takes on Nova in this 2002. I uh, also posted a clip, and you can hear it on this page. You call Trish Stratus' return at WWE at, at WWE Evolution. Um, 
I don't know, uh, JD, if you'd like, we can listen to this. Uh, we can listen to this, some of this briefly. If you like. Let's see what Chris Strass had to say here. Elias, great slap, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, the appearance there and then the appearance this past Monday, the biggest change that you've seen in the, the, the women's roster in any sense, really, from when you were, you know, full time uh, to now? Um, I would definitely say there's a different level of athleticism. Um, I think, um, I don't know, maybe because they've come from this, they've been training since the, you know, since the performance center and ready for the big leagues. It's kind of a different thing. I think, I feel like, not to say we weren't, but we were never like, and then we gave events and then we train our butts off for it. And of course, everyone's athletes and we, you know, we do our regular training, but I think um, the girls are like, they're more, they, they have more regular matches than we did. You know, they're kind of like, um, and I just think the training that they've done is a little more sort of wrestling intensive is more, is a little Day. Um, and you know they have the opportunity to go to the performance center too if they want to, and they can do that stuff that we never had. I think the performance center was for me a huge changing point for like when people say, "What's the difference between us and back in the old era and our era?" Like to call it to this era, and I think that's what I think the performance centers is what changed it. And you know the girls came in, even just all of them debuted much more polished, much more prepared, um, ready to tackle the big leagues. I guess you can say, well, there's a lot of us sort of learned as we went and we, you know, learned, well, we certainly learned from the camera. I mean, I came in like, yeah, I have some training. I basically, you know, why the audience grew with me. So they watched me fall down, pick myself up, dust myself off, and carry on. And kind of that's why they connected with me. But I don't, I think now everyone's closed and they're like ready for it. So, so yeah, there's a bit of that difference. Um, but, uh, you know, one of, one of my most favorite things to the Royal Rumble was um, just being backstage and watching the girls interact and seeing, you know, how they, like, there's such a passion for wrestling. Not that there wasn't back then, but these girls just, gosh, they just are so appreciative of the opportunities they're getting. They're so passionate. And to watch them put their matches together and, and their spots in there, it's just, it's amazing because they just, they use with passion. And I, that was my favorite part of being backstage, watching everyone just taking their own spin and applying their own um, psychology to it and just really making it their own. And it was, that was, a, that was my biggest pleasure for uh, last time. So there's a, certainly a little bit of a difference um, in the two options mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you had, you had such a great career in WWE and then you obviously retired in your own terms in 2006. You've been back a few times. But I kind of wondered, you know, you're, you're one of the people that, that people say in women's wrestling and WWF at the time really, like, pioneered it and made it more serious and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder, although you're getting in the ring at Evolution and you're having this tag match, do you look at, like, maybe like a Ronda Rousey or a Charlotte and kind of go, you know, I'd maybe like to come back and do a full program because they weren't there when you left. Um, and maybe there's more for you to do. Is that something that's crossed your mind? Oh, certainly it is. And also, I guess it happened like that sort of crossed my mind when I had the Alexa match. You know, it's like, okay, like, cause this is like a new focus to come back and wrestle a brand new opponent that I've never touched with. And the anticipation of like, you know, her and I just having a running a program. I mean, as a wrestler, your most, your most exciting thing is like when you, who, who, like, kind of like, who's next? You know, like, who am I going to work with that's brand new? That's the challenge is getting. And, and testing your limits with someone else, and, and you know, interact, interact, um, um, interacting with people that you're a new move set that you've never, you know, been involved with before. So that's always intriguing. So yeah, so when I see these amazingly developed characters with amazing arsenals that are so different, and like these characters are so distinct, it's amazing. Um, I certainly think that, and I guess I got a little bit of that with the. I'm here. This portion of the WC. 
Folks, it's brought to you by Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus, the name you know. We're back. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, my apologies there. Uh, and I do see that the human suppression machine, John Gross, has made it on. My apologies for that. For some odd reason, ladies and gentlemen, my computer just all of a sudden does shut itself off. I don't know why, but it just did. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe affecting the, uh, affecting the, uh, uh, the weather, affecting my uh, setup here. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> so, so, uh, I hate that we had to cut that clip short there, folks. But like I said, it is on uh, forlovemania.com. If you want to listen to that, it's like about almost a seven-minute uh, uh, clip from the from the a podcast called Inside the Ropes. They interviewed Trish Stratus, of course, talking about uh, you know if she would like to wrestle somebody like Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair, um, and then all and also of course talking about her. Of course, now it's going to be a tag match with with her and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki James. What I was going to ask, I was going to ask here is, uh, uh, J.D., based on what you did get to hear from Trish, what, what's your take on, uh, you think she's pretty much prepared for uh, this for October 28th? It'd be an interesting match. We'll have to wait and see, however, what happens, however, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. I mean, the buildup continues, however, I see. Okay. And uh, like I said, human suplex machine, John Gross has made it on. John, what's your take here about what was supposed to Hello. Yeah, so uh, like I said, we just got a little bit of uh, bad feedback right there uh, from, uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, John, your take here about uh, about what Trish Stratus has said about, of course, uh, uh, you know, her coming up here on October 28th at Evolution, her tag match with Lita against Alexa and Mickey James. I agree with JD on that. So, folks, that's all I'm going to I'm going to be bringing here as my part of this tonight. Let's go ahead and turn things over to to the Iceman here with his. Uh, of course, pop, uh, box office report, as well as, of course, some sports headlines as well and other news of interest. J.D., please please go ahead. Excuse me. Go okay. Ahead. Venom this weekend definitely struck Venom, however, at the box office this week with 80.2 million, however, in its opening week, however. A Star is Born, however, meanwhile, the other newbie of the week, however, definitely on a budget of $36 million, struck two, however. Shining Bright, however, with $44.2 million. The Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga hit, however, has already been talked about as possibly one movie to watch out for Best Picture, as well as Best Actor and Actress, however. And also, a couple other awards are already being talked about of being this may be the top movie of the entire year. We'll have to keep an eye on that story, though. Meanwhile, Smallfoot, however, definitely felt a little smaller this week, dropping a spot to third, however, $14.4 million. In two weeks' time, it has already made $42.2 million. Meanwhile, Night School might have been the biggest uh, disappointment of the week, however. It definitely dropped, however, and almost said goodnight, however, by falling out of the top ten, however, or top five, I should say, but dropped three spots to fourth, however. In its second week, however, the $29 million hit, however, only made $12.5 million, and now has made only $47 million in just a couple weeks' time, however. Meanwhile, the house with a clock in its walls, however, dropped also two spots, however, in its third week, however. The $55 million movie, however, has only made $55 million on a budget of $42 million, grossed in $7.3 million this past week. Now, new movies to watch out this week include First Man with Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, and Jason Clark. A look at the life of astronaut Neil Armstrong, however, and the legendary space mission that allowed him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th of 1969 will be definitely one to keep an eye on this week. 
Meanwhile, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, starring Jack Black, Howard, and Ken Jeong, better known to you all as Leslie Chow, from the movie The Hangover, and also the mother from the Goldbergs, however, Lee Goldberg, Wendy McClendon Covey, however, see how that Howling comes to life in a comedy adventure based on R.L. Stein's $400 million million selling series of books. Meanwhile, however, Bigger, starring Julianne Hoff, however, talks about the inspirational tale of the grandfathers of fitness as we know it. Jen, Joe, and Ben Wider, facing anti-Semitism and extreme poverty, the brothers beat all odds to build an empire and inspire future generations. Meanwhile, Tiffany Haddish, Max Greenfield, and Ike Barnholtz, however, from Neighbors 2, however, and other movies, however, including Blockers, however, star in an action comedy thriller called The Oath. In a politically divided America, a man struggles to make it through the Thanksgiving holiday without destroying his family, if you will. Meanwhile, the happy prince and Rupert Everett, Colin Firth, and Emily Watson talk about the untold story of the last days in the tragic times of Oscar Wilde, a person who observes his own field with ironic distance and regards the difficulties that beset his life with detachment and humor. And finally, how are bad times at the El Royale, starring Dakota Johnson, Chris Hemsworth, Jeff Bridges, and John Hamm see seven strangers, each with a secret to bury. They meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one fateful night, everyone will have a last shot at redemption before everything goes straight to hell. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, the Boston Red Sox, however, are now in the American League Championship Series after knocking out the New York Yankees last night 4-3. to The Red Sox were up, finished the series going up three, winning 3 out of 4, however, and now will face the Houston Astros coming up Saturday night in Houston in Game 1 in the Division Championship Series, however. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Brewers earlier this week, however, knocked out the Colorado Rockies and now will face the L.A. Dodgers coming up on Friday in Milwaukee in Game 1 of their series on Friday night in Milwaukee. Clayton Kershaw is set to get the nod for the Dodgers in that series, who, of course, as you know, earlier this week knocked out the Atlanta Braves. Meanwhile, however, in NFL football this week, however, the Philadelphia Eagles, however, lost their star running back, J.H.I., for the rest of the year with a torn ACL, and now will have to go on to face Odell Beckham, Eli Manning, and the Giants at MetLife Stadium this Thursday night on the Thursday night game of the week. Meanwhile, we got a doozy for Sunday night football as the undefeated Chiefs and Pat Mahomes travel to Foxborough to take on Tom Brady in New England at 8.30 this Sunday night, however. And on Monday night football, however, this week live from Packertown, however, it'll be Aaron Rodgers and the struggling Green Bay Packers back home in Lambeau Field against San Francisco on Monday night football. And finally, one little piece of tidbit, however, tonight, however, going on in my neck of the woods, however, two things, actually. First off, however, at the PPG Paints Arena, getting underway in about 45 minutes from now, Elton John will be performing live there tonight in concert. While about two and a half hours north of Pittsburgh, however, the president is speaking, however, considering what is going on with the world today. Case in point, however, we all know, and we've been watching the news all afternoon, however, throughout the day, about the devastation that is Hurricane Michael. It has been downgraded now to a tropical uh, Category 3, but reports are saying that winds and uh, damage, however, could be continued throughout the evening, however, mind you. Of course, we will keep you up to date with this story throughout the night, however, but it looks like it's going to be some very serious, nasty weather coming up in the next few days, and possibly even throughout the evening tonight on the Florida coast. Thank you very much there. Uh, thank you very much there, JD, with your updates as well, with, uh, with of course, uh, your box office support and also your sports updates as well. Uh, one other thing I'm glad about Hurricane Michael, tomorrow the Carolinas are expected to get some heavy wind and rain from this as well. Not as bad as what Hurricane Florence was. We are also scheduled to get something starting sometime tomorrow. It's supposed to move out by Friday morning for our So. Uh, but luckily, like I said, it's not as bad as, as what Florence was. So thank goodness about that. So, <clears throat> thank you very much, your JD and D. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 141-387-POUND. Episode 122 of Outside the Ropes for Wednesday, October 10th, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Duolamo, and the Human Supplies Machine, John Gross, online with you here this evening. Uh, before we get to our fun thing here tonight, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick rundown here. Coming up here in about, say, a little more than 45 minutes. Uh, don't forget, WWS Wrestling Debate at the Madness Kingdom. We'll, of course, talk about Raw, SmackDown, Super Showdown. Of course, a lot of things coming up, including, of course, Evolution and Crown Jewel and other stories making the rounds here as well. 
139925 pound. Don't forget from eight to nine for wrestling debate. And then I'll be back on with Revolution at nine o'clock with our live video feed from Wrestling Done Right. Of course, a group started by our own Rhonda Rushright. Uh, news and views, history and birthdays. We'll be we'll we'll talk about the uh, the results of the SmackDown matches from Saturday Super Showdown. Let's also give you uh, our thoughts and opinions about last night's SmackDown live show. Plus some other fun stuff here, of course, that will definitely take place as well. Uh, <clears throat> coming up from 9, 9 to, to 11 p.m. right here on TalkShoe, 138055-pound for the next episode of Revolution. Well, J.D. and John, I before guess- Before we uh, do that, before we do our thing, I want to get my thoughts on my the WWE 2K19 video game. Oh, please go ahead. Yes, yes, John. Yesterday got uh, uh, got his got of course his copy of course of the new WWE 2K19, and we'd like to hear a, a good review from John on this session. Please go ahead. All righty. Well, I compete. Well, I completed the um, Daniel Bryan showcase mode. And um, I'm going up to my career. Um, it's got a lot of new new arenas I've never seen on video games before. New new talent, like new superstars, uh, new indie superstars, new arenas like BCW and all and all sorts of that. We, uh, me and my uh, friend called Quinn Cole from the Story Mode line, we invaded a uh, NXT beat up some superstars like the Offers of Pain, Johnny Gargano, Cassius Ono, and the Undisputed Era. And I got myself a contract by Triple H. Our masked attacker who attacked me in the uh, parking lot was one of my, uh, was one of the indie managers, Baron Blade. That's his video game name. I've heard of that name, name three or four times on video games. But um, it's pretty much a cool game right now. I'm I'm at the uh, I'm on chapter five, which I'm on SmackDown right now, and I'm challenging Bobby Roode in the Iron Man match for the U.S. title right now. But it's got pretty cool game. It's it's got a pretty good game. And uh, they have they have the women's Royal Rumble match. They have the um, they have five man matches, and they have eight man matches as well, just like last year. That's excellent. I like that. That's very yep. good. Yep. Very good. Alrighty, well, well, I well I'm ready for for uh for for uh, Jeopardy. And I knew you. I knew you what you would be there there there, uh, John. So yep, I'm ready to go. Y'all, hey, y'all got some y'all y'all got your friction proof hot hot suits on right there because things are gonna get a little bit heated up here. I can go ahead and tell you guys that these categories here are going to deal with some let's just say some vintage vintage material, if you will, classic stuff. Uh probably around maybe stuff before all three of us were probably even born maybe <laughs> so uh so y'all like i said we'll just have fun with this and take take guesses with it and we'll see how that goes uh so jd and john if y'all ready to go we'll go ahead and fire this puppy up as they say okay all right all right here we go one two three four and five hundred are the are the amounts the categories are this books and magazines tv Historical facts, advertising, and food. Okay, there you go. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna switch it around just a little bitty bit here tonight. Let's 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 let let's let the human suplex machine take a crack at it first. Okay, okay. Which um? So, which did you say now? You need me to repeat the categories. Yes. Okay, and someone's revving up a hot rod back there behind you. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, the categories once again, just just to repeat here: books and magazines, TV, historical facts, advertising, and food. Okay, I want food for five hundred. 
I don't know. How, I don't know if you're gonna be able to get it for that much. You have to not pay a little bit more than that. Third <laughs> 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 for five hundred. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, okay, John. Think about this very carefully. This is a dish consisting of a fruit filling poured into a large baking dish and covered with a batter, a biscuit, or a dumpling. Um, chicken. Is that is is that is is uh, are you going along with that answer? Yep. A cobbler. Cobbler. You know, like you know, like peach cobbler. You ever heard of peach cobbler? Yes, I have. I've I've eaten a peach cobbler before. Have you ate any? Have you, have y'all? And let me ask you this, JD. I'm sure you've probably eaten a peach cobbler before, haven't you? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, books and magazines. Well, no, I was I was asking another question. I was asking another question before we before we. I'm sure you have eaten you have ate a peach cobbler before, had you? JD. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I heard you. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you eat? A, have you ever ate a peach cobbler before? Yes, yes, I have. You have. Okay. Did y'all know that that you can put any of your besides peach? All right, my and turn. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. I'm not <laughs> he's ready to. He's ready to go here. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say is because I have. Uh, my family has made cobblers with different fruit in it, is what I was trying to say. What well, that one, one, one time they've done it with cherries. One time I've ate, ate it with cherries in it. One time I've ate it with strawberries in it. Um, yeah, both oh, are good. I've even done it with apples. I've done it with apples before. You ever done it, ate it with apples? Now that's good. I've never done apples. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. You gotta try it with different fruits. It's very a cobbler with different fruit fruit fillings is very good. So yes, indeed. But peach, I, so peach is my personal favorite as well. John, JD, go ahead. I know you're ready to go. Come on, let's go. Right. Books and magazines, five hundred. Magazines for five. Okay, JD, here you go. All right, and I'm doing my best to pronounce this man's last name, JD. So please bear with me. I'm gonna have to spell it here for you, Henry. L-U-C-E is his last name. Started this popular. Okay, thank you. Started this popular magazine on August 12, 1954, and reached 600,000 readers in just the first year. What is Sports Illustrated? That's your final. Yeah. Very good guess. You are correct, sir. It is Sports Illustrated. Holy cow! <laughs> 600,000 copies in the first year. It came out in 1954. My that's goodness. 60, over 60 years that's been out, man. John, please continue. I'll go with the same thing JD had earlier. Okay, he's he picked and, books and for 300. 300 in books and magazines is what JD did. Okay, 300 for John. Here you go, John. John, this man is the author of the book The Grapes of Wrath. Grace of wrath. Can I have a guess? You mean you mean you mean can you have a hint? Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, well, he shares the name with you, I and mean, that's basically the only hint I can give you. <laughs> John. JD, should I should I give it? Should I give it to him? Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you. John Steinbeck. John is, is who wrote The Grapes of Wrath. There you go. All but, right. But, All right. Because he should first name. I should have said first name, but yeah, there you go. But, but what you, you'll get it. You, you, you got it. So if you ever read The Grapes of Wrath, you'll see who the author is. All right, All JD. Right. You're up next here, JD. All right, let's go with how our food for 200. 200. Uh, JD, this is a traditional. Movie theater snack. 
Popcorn. That's my final answer. Of course. It is definitely popcorn. You can't have a movie without popcorn. Yes, indeed. You got to make sure you got to have plenty of salt. No, sir. Plenty of salt and plenty of butter. Right there. That you got, that and also, you can't, have, you can't have popcorn at a movie theater without Coke eat, without a, without a good soda either. That's true. Yeah. You're right about that, John. <laughs> Right, and also be sure to have twelve dollars with you next time you go to a movie theater to get it. <laughs> yeah, there are some theaters. I think there's one, a couple of theaters here in Pittsburgh that do beer, which is nice. Okay. Guys, excuse me for just one second. Hello. Hey, I was just doing the show, but what is it? Uh huh. Uh, striker sounds a little bit better. Good striker. Sorry guys, that was, my, that was our friend, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Apparently he has downloaded 2K19. And he is, uh, uh, he even found out that that Woo edition, you know, Ric Flair, was like $80, $80 somewhere. I, I forget where he said where he saw it. It was like $80 for that, for that version of 2k19 i said nice <laughs> yeah nice. yeah well he didn't get i told one reason probably why it's because it includes a piece of rick flair's road and i saw that <laughs> when they were doing all right uh let's see who's turn was it? oh yeah it was john hey, john you're up next yep yep and i'm gonna go with food for 100 100 food okay john here it is uh, John, this campfire dessert contains graham crackers, marshmallows, and chocolate bars. What is s'mores? I like to have some more of that. There you go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> some more. You know, they, did you know now they got a cereal out like of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the graham crackers taste just like golden grains. I know because I love golden grains. I'm a, I'm a sucker for golden all right, uh, JD, you're up next. Let's go to TV for 400. TV. I'm TV for how much? I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Four. It. I didn't. 400. I'm sorry. That 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 uh, sound that sound from John there. I'm John. I might want to turn that down just a tad. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm out in the park a lot. Sorry. Okay. That's no problem. That's okay. Don't worry about it. TV for 400 for JD. Here it is. Okay, JD. This innovation added to the TV was invented and implemented in the 1950s. It was not very popular until the beginning of the 1960s. However, it was widely popular in movies at the time. What is high fidelity? And that's my final answer. Good guess. Color TV. That, that's a good. No, that's a good guess. I mean, I, I would have said that myself. I really would have said that. I would have thought that. The, I would have thought that probably didn't come out to maybe like the seventies, but I guess. Yeah, it's what I think too. Yeah. Uh, John, you're up, you're up next. Okay, let's do um, TV. How much is there left for TV? One, two, three, and five. Uh, three hundred. Three hundred in TV. Okay. All right. All right. Um, John, one of the two types of comedy genres during the 1950s. Okay, let's see. Two types of talk comedy. shows, talk shows, and sitcoms. Um, well, sitcoms, sitcoms would be a little bit closer to it. I'm going to give it to you there. Um, the answers that I had here was one of them was surreal comedy, which was an example of that was the movie Doctor Strange, Strange Love, and I'm sure JD you might remember that movie. Um, Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers, yes. And and the and the other one was slapstick humor, and the example of that they said was the cartoon Tom and Jerry. Uh, yeah. Yes, there you go. JD, you're up. But that good, but, but excellent, John. You're going to get that one there, uh, John. JD, go ahead. Be right back. Be right back. All right. All right. Uh, food for 300. Food for three. Okay, JD, here it is. Uh, JD, the popular, a popular frozen meal introduced in 1953. 
I'm going to say chicken, and that's my final answer. Good guess, and, I, and I'm going to give this one to you as well. TV dinners is what they were looking for. That's what, they, that's what it was. But uh, you're going to get it. Who knows? What, you know what, the first one could have been chicken. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what the first one was. I'm, I'm sure. I'll look that up right now. Hold yeah, on, I'll tell you right now. TV dinners, yeah. What was the first? Hold on, what was the first? Frozen TV dinner. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. I'm finding it right now. The first frozen TV dinner, however, was a Thanksgiving meal: turkey dressing, frozen peas, and sweet potatoes. We're close. It was. It, it's a bird. It, it's close. That was yeah. close. And you know what? You don't know what the sad part about it. I know. I know they're, they're just simply calling it frozen meals now. I don't see why they just can't go back and just call them TV dinners. Yeah, I agree. I mean, think about it, a little nostalgia, if you know what I mean. Let's see. John, are you back with us? Yes, sir. Okay, it's your turn, sir. Please go ahead. All right. Um, what other categories do we have? Books and magazines, one, two, and four. TV, one, two, and five. Historical facts and advertising has not been touched. And food, 400. This is still left. Okay, hysterical... Historical facts and advertising for 400. Those are two separate categories. Historical facts for 400. Historical facts for 400. You said four, right? You said four. Yes. For 400, here it is. Okay. Uh, John, though, though, hold on, I'll say it in a minute. Though televisions reached most, most American households in the late 40s and early 1950s, they have been commercially available to the public since what decade? Uh, can you give me a hint? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm trying to think of, uh, And I, I know this is probably going to probably this is probably going to probably help you. I think this will help you big time. The only thing I can think of here, uh, the decade after the twenties. Uh, don't know. Nineteen thirties. Yeah, it, the decade as in, like I said, time frame between nineteen thirty and nineteen thirty nine is, is basically what they were talking about. But the 1930s is what I was looking for. Yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. I did not think they were they were that they were that far back. I thought I figured I figured in the 50s when they became available. Uh, JD, you're up next. I'm gonna go with uh, books and that and close it out. Well, books and magazines still has one, two, and four in. Four. Four hundred and books and magazines. Okay, JD. JD, the popular children's book about a spider and a pig. Charlotte's Web, and that's my final answer. Or uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get in trouble trouble for this. Michelle and JD, now I'm just digging. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Now you're right, JD. It's Charlotte's Web. I can't believe I just said it. Boy, I'm gonna be. If she hears this, she's gonna come through here and kill me. <laughs> I swear. Uh, John, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum's the word. Guys. Okay. I'll say, I'll say word to her. There you go. John, you're up next. Okay. Okay. What's left for food? Four hundred is the only one left. Four hundred. Okay, John's gonna finish his plate of food for four hundred. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, a chicken dish with ham and cheese filling. Um, chicken cordon bleu. That's your final answer? Yup. Sweet guess, and you are right. Chicken cordon bleu. Oh, you know what? I'm missing those things, man. Those things are good. I love those things. Uh, JD, the food category has been cleaned out. John ate all the food. I'm sorry. John ate all the food. Well, guess what? I'm going to close out all the magazines. I'm going to do one of the last magazines then. Well, one or 200 is still left. Two. 200 in magazines, books and magazines, okay? 
JD, this genre became the most popular during the 1950s in books, sometimes called Articulating the Unknown. Oh, I kind of know this one. I really do. Shoot, I know this. Uh, damn it. I'm going to pass on this one. I know I am. Science fiction. It was science fiction, but but hey, that, that I didn't know it was. I didn't know they they used the term articulating the unknown for this. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. That, no, that's shocking. Uh, okay, John, you're up. Next. Um. Okay, what else do we have left? Books and magazines, one hundred. TV, one, two, and five. Historical facts, one, two, three, and five. And advertising category still has all five clues. Advertising for 500. Okay, and I think these are, uh, okay, this feature is, cert- okay, it's talking about commercials, and I guess the slogans, I guess. Um, so listen, thank, thank, th- so thank, start thinking of, a, of different products uh, you heard of, John, over, over the years here. Okay. Th- this one, uh, in the, this commercial features a scenic view of San Francisco and its famous rail cars. Um, don't know. Rice O'Roni. Rice O'Roni. Yeah, there you go. JD, you're up next. Advertising for 400. Advertising for 400, okay. Okay. JD, the hot dog jingle that every kid was singing in the 1960s. Oh, Jesus. That's easy, however. however. Uh, let me find it here. I know the answer here. You don't have to tell me it. I know the answer. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, here it is. This is what it is. Oscar Mayer song. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. If I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. That's it. And Jake couldn't put better himself. I didn't know, by the way, JD could also alter his voice, make it sound like an old jingle. No, but nice job, JD. Very nice indeed. John, you're up next. Go ahead. Um, let's see. Uh, advertising for two hundred. Advertising for two, okay. All right. Uh, John, I'd walk a mile for. For walk a mile for what? I don't know. That's what you don't know. Okay. Uh, camel. They're talking about the the cigarettes, the camel cigarettes. You know, I you know one thing I really hated was whenever they had that story one time where they got rid of the Joe Camel character. Y'all remember that? Yep. Oh, but I hated that when they did that, man. I hated when they did that. Shoot. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a smoker, but I love the Joe Camel character. I love that. Uh, JD, you're up next. All right, I'm going to go with, however, what's left in advertising? Only three. Three. 300 in advertising. Okay, J.D. J.D., I can't believe I ate the whole thing. You ate the whole thing, however. Uh, I can't believe I ate. Uh... I know this too because I've seen the commercial sometimes. That would be, however, none other than Alka Seltzer. However, that's my final answer. Alka Seltzer to the rescue. That's it. Nice job, baby. All right, John, you're up next. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we can snatch here. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. 
All right, what else do we have left? Books and Magazines 100, TV 1, 2, and 5, Historical Facts 1, 2, 3, and 5, and Advertising 100 and so forth. Historical Facts for 300. For how much? I'm, I did cut out right at the end there. Historical Facts for 300. Okay. Yeah, I heard. I just, I just, I just didn't hear the amount. Yeah, but thank you there, John. Three hundred. Okay. Uh. And, and you know what? Uh -huh. this, on, on this question here, guys, John, if you, if uh, if you do not get it, I, I, met, I forgot to mention. Says this is not a title match or anything. That if JD wanted to take a guess at it, that I will. If you if you don't know, then I'll let JD take a guess. Okay, I forgot to do that too, guys. I'm sorry about that. So. I forgot to mention that. Okay. All right, uh, John. Who were the Eminem boys in the summer of 1961? Beach Boys. That's your final call? Yep. Nicky Mantle and Roger Maris, base, the famous baseball players. JD, did you oh, ever baseball. Heard? I forgot about that, man. <laughs> JD, did you ever hear this term for them, the M&M boys? Yep. Maris had 61, Mantle had 54. Yep. Summer of 1961. Okay. JD, you're up next, sir. I'm going to take, what was the question, however, mind you, however, like I said, however. In this, oh, uh, which one? Okay. Books and magazines, one TV. And historical facts one, two, and five, and advertising one is still left. Historical facts are 500. Historical facts for five. Okay, JD, here you go. Uh, uh, JD, considered one of the first major rock and roll songs in the 1950s and still ranked among the world's all time top 10 best selling singles. What is Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and the Comets? And that's my final answer. Correct, sir. That is right. Good Lord, JD, that was a great yeah. Uh John, you're up next. All right. I'm I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um I will take I'll take um advertising for four hundred. But there's only one left in advertising. That's 100. 100. Not the advertising. Okay, John, here it is. John, this product keeps on ticking. Uh, Energizer. That's a good guess. Timex. Oh, okay. Okay, so licking and keeps on ticking. That's what okay. she said. <laughs> <laughs> JD, with all due respect, my man, uh, I gotta say this one thing, and I know you're probably going to hate this, hate me for saying this, and you're probably going to hate this phrase, but I'm going to go and get it off my chest now so I, I can get it out of the way. Do you, do, you know, do you know that you and the Miz actually have something in common? Which is what? Came to play. That's true. I knew you were not going to like that. But I mean, I said, "Oh, I have to get him on that one time." Oh, hey, I sent you. Got, I sent you something. You have to check out. And you'll have to send it to John and everyone else. This is really cool. This house was doing the Ghostbusters theme, and they lit up for Halloween. It's pretty sweet, though. All right, I'll, I'll check that out. Thank you, there, JD. Please go ahead and continue. All right, I'm going to go with advertising and close it out. Okay, John already did. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, let's uh, do. What was the TV one though? One, two, and five is still left in there. I'll do five. Five hundred in TV, okay. JD. JD, this actress was on the cover of 1950s TV Guide more than anybody. Uh, I'm going to take a guess, Sandra D. That's my final answer. That's a good guess. Lucille Ball. The ball, yeah. Would you would you would you believe? I was reading. I was listening, looking at something on YouTube the other day. And they said that there was one person that actually is second to Lucille Ball with having the most TV guide covers. You know who that is? Y'all are going to believe it. I'll tell you who this is. Michael Landon. Wow. I would have guessed uh, the most covers. 
But I'm talking about I'm talking about of all time is what I'm saying. I mean, they're saying that, like I said, uh, um, Michael Landon is on the second only commissioner of all. Having most all right, John, Books and Magazine 100, TV 1 and 2, Historical Facts 1 and 2. Uh, TV for 200. TV for 200. Okay. Uh, John, this major world event, not the Cold War, largely influenced American films in the 1950s. Uh, world War II. Is that your final answer? Yep. Good guessing, John. Good Lord, man. You are right on the money. Man, nice guess. Nice guess. Yes, indeed. Uh, JD, you're up next. All right, I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go. Hmm, this is tough. Huh. <laughs> Uh, like I said, uh, let's do the one I did before. What's left in that category? There's one left, and that's 100. I'll take it. Our TV, the TV category, 100. Okay, JD. JD, how long did it take the average 50s TV show to resolve a crisis? What's that? How long did it take the average 1950s TV show to resolve a crisis. Three years? 30 minutes. <clears throat> oh, okay. All right, John, Books and Magazines 100 and Historical Facts 1 and 2 still left. Books and Magazines for 100. We got Books and Magazines. Here you go, JD. I mean, John. I'm Y'all, y'all just the letter J that's throws me, throws me off. I'm sorry about that. Uh, John, this was a, was a Just for Ladies magazine in the 1950s. Playboy? <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yeah. Woman's Day. Just for Ladies, uh. John. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, JD, okay. how's Secrets in the news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's left, guys, is historical facts. JD, one and 200, whichever one is left. Both of y'all will answer the last question. Go ahead. Historical facts, 200. Okay, historical facts, 200. Okay, here we go. All right, JD, from 1948 to 1956, movie theater attendance fell from 90 million tickets sold per week to barely 47 million because of this. Uh, I'm going to say McCarthyism, and that's my final answer. That's a good guess. It was because of the popularity of TV. Oh, okay. Eight-year time frame. Actually, guys, it's no secret. My mother was born in 48, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Um, Last one here is historical facts, guys. Uh, both of y'all will answer this. This is all just for fun anyway, so uh, y'all listen to this very carefully. This is a, this is a true or false question here. Um, listen to this very carefully. True or false, guys. Hollywood Studios promoted the initial creation and sale of the TV. John, I'll ask you first. True or false? True. AD. Yeah, I'll say true. It was false. Hollywood Studios, but, but listen, but listen why. Listen, let me tell you right fast. Hollywood Studios refused to allow their contract actors to appear on TV, declined to allow their scripts to be bought by TV networks, and even balked at the idea of selling their old film catalogs to be run on television. And this came from TV ABC Clio. So there you go. So it was false. They didn't, they didn't like it at all. They just didn't. I think they just didn't like it at all. So, guys, this was this was nostalgia and a half here, guys. So there you go. Uh, JD, John, anything you like? You wish to add, guys, before we close up shop on outside the ropes tonight? Nope. Nope. Hey guys. All right. I'll, I'll, all right Adios. John, we'll talk at you. We'll talk at you here on Revolution Bye -bye. here coming up. Here. Uh, on that note here, folks, we do thank you for joining us for episode 122 of WWS Outside the Ropes. 
I do want to thank the Iceman, Jerry DiGeronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for joining me here tonight. Coming up here in about, uh, ooh, in less than, a little more than 10 minutes, folks. Don't forget WWS Wrestling Debate, call ID 139-925-POUND. Discussions of, discussions of plenty about Raw, SmackDown, Super Showdown. Of course, upcoming, of course, with Crown Jewel and Evolution and so many other things making the wrestling uh, new scene. Uh, 139-925-POUND. They'll be on there in about 10 minutes' time. And be sure to join us next Wednesday night at 6.30 for another edition of WWS Outside the Ropes. For episode number 123. Very interesting indeed. 122 of Outside the Ropes is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. For the Iceman, Jared DiGeronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. Join us for a wrestling debate coming up in 10 minutes, and I'll be back on with Revolution coming up at 9 o'clock, 138.055 pound. <clears throat> Take care of yourselves, folks, and have a good evening, and we'll call at you here in just a little bitty bit. This has been the WWS Radio Network.